there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi, welcome to today's episode with me, Shane Craddock. This is The Inner Edge, and today's episode uh, is called The Dirty Problem with Visualization. Now, visualization, if you're listening to this kind of podcast, I'm sure you've read about it, you've, you've done it, you're interested in it, and obviously in the last, in particular the last maybe 10, 15 years, visualization has had a huge amount of attention, uh, probably originally through sports and then into business and achievement in general. Um, and it's a very interesting area. Um, I haven't spent I suppose, a lot of time exploring it myself. <clears throat> so I'm only picking out a couple of angles on this, but when I say the dirty problem, that hopefully will become, uh, it'll make more sense as I get into some of the examples I'm gonna use, but there are issues with visualization, issues that I think don't get discussed, uh, that can hold you back, that can cause you problems unwittingly and that's what i want to explore today so one of the analogies if you know me <clears throat> if you've done any, any private work with me or if you've done any of my programs you will have heard me use this analogy it's one of what i call the five fundamentals so to me the five fundamentals are five different metaphors for how your mind works and once you understand those five i think then you can leverage it you can leverage the power of your mind so one of the fundamentals is what I call your mind is like a projector. It's the projector analogy. And your mind does seem to work like this. So there's a couple of things to do with the projector. If you can imagine a projector, you know, the key elements would be uh, there's a lens, there's a light going through the lens, and there would be film then in front of the lens, and then that combination of the light, the lens, and the film would, would project up onto a screen and make uh, something come to life and also make it bigger. And part of the projector is that it magnifies whatever you're playing in your mind. So in, in this analogy, the film is obviously your thinking, the light is your attention. Now the lens, what's that? I think it's kind of, in this analogy, it's how you direct your attention, looking you know through your focus and things like that. So that's kind of the aperture. And then obviously it projects into your mind. So even now, if I said to you as you're listening to this, listen, just imagine yourself standing outside your front door and just see that in your mind. That's the projector in action because you kind of have this kind of virtual screen inside your mind. And literally that's playing out all the time. So even people who get caught up with or like can't visualize, it's actually BS because people are visualizing all the time. Now, some people are definitely more visual than others, and that's something to be cultivated if you're interested in um, creating better. Definitely the visual element of your inner world is hugely important, but there is a dirty problem with it, right? And so just to give an example, back in, I think it was 1998, 1999, a good while ago now, where I did a seminar myself on the inner world, the inner skills, the mind, um, with somebody who was probably ahead of their time, and one of the uh, case studies that they gave as an example at the time was somebody that I'd never heard of at the time, but you will have heard of them when I say their name, but at the time they were unknown to me and I became very curious, but they were put up as a great example of somebody who used visualization 
to the max. And that person was one Donald J. Trump. So this person, Donald, was put up as a great example of somebody who um, could use and leverage the power of his own visualization to pretty much influence the projectors of anybody who came in contact with him. And they gave one example I remember very clearly where they, uh, the researchers were uh, looking at Donald, and but also they went off to interview people, and particularly in the New York planning department who had approved certain projects with him that previously by other developers they had turned down. Now, automatically, your cynical mind would be forgiven for going to, well, was there a, a brown paper bag with cash inside, et cetera? Um, well, I, I don't know for sure, but all I know is what the researchers said is that they found that when they interviewed the people who approved the planning, they just said that they were almost hypnotized by Trump in the way that he spoke about what was going to happen with development. So he, he was kind of the language of, wait, I tell you what this is going to be. And he would describe in very visual terms um, what the development plan for would look like. And he kind of, they, they found that they just got so into it and so were so compelled by it that they just go, well, th this makes total sense. And that's a, that's a great example of what a great salesperson will do or a visionary or an entrepreneur who is able to grow and scale. That that vision element is hugely useful. But as we all know, um, there would be plenty of people on the planet who would perhaps question the character of Donald Trump. And obviously there's plenty who wouldn't. Um, and he would have he would have some interesting views uh, that not everybody would agree with. Um, and what I'm going to use as the analogy here is that, yes, uh, your mind is a projector. Yes, that is hugely valuable. And that is for a different podcast because today I'm just talking about the weakness in it. And the weakness is where you have dirt on your lens. Okay, now if there's dirt on the lens of a projector, let's just say a little bit of dirt, that will project up onto the screen. Now, if you don't know that there is a lens and you don't know there's a light in a film and you're looking at the screen thinking, well, this is reality, you will see that dirt on the screen magnified. And you might even go up to the screen and try to scrape the dirt off the screen. And obviously that's not going to work because that's you're not at the source. You're not at the source of the problem. And in relation to us as people, that dirt, in my mind, represents the past. Stuff that's happened to us in the past. And it could be right back to when we were children. And that little bit of dirt on the lens will then project into our lives because the film essentially is our lives. And so we could be looking at something that's going on in our world right now in our lives and thinking, oh, I need to work on that problem. And most of the time in my experience, most people are, are trying to scrape the dirt off the screen, not really aware of the cause of the problem, right? Now, so that like the, the problem could manifest as insecurity, a lack of confidence, maybe a big ego, um, overly ambitious, or ambitious just for yourself and not for the planet, which has been a big issue with business um, over the last 100 years, is that, okay, look, we're, we're gonna win, we're gonna make profit, and kind of screw the environment, screw everybody else. But that's been challenged now. Right, and I suppose this podcast, I'm just trying to flag something that I think, well, sorry, I know everybody's affected by, including Shane. So, and I'm, what's coming to mind now is an entrepreneur that I worked with actually in the US as well. And they were very, very successful. They had more money than you could ever spend. But what was interesting was they couldn't shut off their projector. They couldn't shut it off. And the reason being was because <laughs> There was a lot of dirt there from the past, actually from their childhood. I'm not going to get into it, but that 
essentially it was kind of trauma from the past that was kind of driving them in a certain direction as far as they were concerned that validated what was in their projector but they never really questioned it they never questioned that they never questioned why what was the vision that they had and why did they have it they just believed that it was true and if you take it to a very extreme level even to what's going on let's say with in europe right now with russia and the ukraine you know i think any reasonable person would say that this is like it's like a bully trying to come in and take something that's not theirs, even though they believe it is. And if you're looking at someone like Putin, it's clear that they do have a very, very big ego. But to me, in my world, what that means is there's dirt on the lens. And it narrows his perception, I guess, of, of, a, of a holistic vision, which is better for mankind. Once people start dying because you want something... I think we can all agree that that is that would suggest that the vision is compromised. But I've no doubt in my mind that somebody like Putin, absolutely no doubt that he is very visual, that he has a very clear image in his uh, projector, and that he is going after that because he believes it's right. But obviously, clearly, it's not. Once people start dying, I think we can all agree again, can't be right. So Putin definitely has dirt on his lens. But don't think you're different to Putin in a way, insofar as that you have dirt in your lens, it won't be as extreme, but you do have dirt. And it's funny, I was only speaking to somebody yesterday who um, is actually quite successful in their field. And they were. It, it came up kind of just as part of the conversation that they were talking about, they'd always had this dream to have a big house on a big piece of land. I mean, a lot of Irish people have listened to this. Actually, it's not exclusive to Irish people. It's US, it's, it's a Western world philosophy, you get the big house, on a nice piece of land and then that's me done that's success but it's funny they got it and then they're in the house and they realized oh this isn't what i really wanted <laughs> and that's the danger with your mind is that it tells you no no this is kind of this is where you want to get to this is the thing you got to get and you get the house and you get the big land and you're kind of going sitting there kind of going why the hell did i do this and that's exactly what he said to me and then they realized oh it's not really serving the life that we really want so I guess on one level, at least it clarified that. So then they had to move, they had to move again and they just completely said downsize and they're much happier. So I think I said in a recent podcast that like the real win is working on yourself. And that that is, this is an example now of working on yourself because you have to assume that you have dirt on your lens. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't have any dirt. So I guess the next logical question then would be, okay, Shane, how do you clean it? Okay, so there's a bit to that. Um, but first of all, I think you, to clean it, you got to realize that it's there. So, okay, you have a lens. Um, and then you have to realize, okay, that's dirty. And to be okay with that, it, like there is dirt there. And so it's going to project up onto the screen of your life. So you just have to kind of look at everything that you're playing in your mind that you believe is real. And you got to go, well, hang on now. I know I'm projecting something. So let me just step back and reflect on this. That, that's a massive, massive start. But then it's creating that space of reflection. Seems to be the very best way to clean it. It seems to me, as the more I go on and on, that creating a space of reflection relaxes your inner world. And then there's kind of a natural cleaning effect that can happen once you understand how you work from the inside out. There's kind of a natural cleaning effect. What blocks that actually is analysis in my experience. And that's where I came from. I came from analysis, work through it, you know, work through sequences. That seems to, in a way, that doesn't guarantee anything. So you can create a space of reflection by yourself, or you can do it by working with somebody like me, or you can do it through probably a variety of ways. It's whatever works for you, but it's, it's almost like allowing a space to kind of look 
at what's going on inside you. And I find daily as well, it doesn't mean you have to go off in a retreat, even though that might help. Um, but I find daily having a little bit of reflection, a little bit of reflective space is very, very powerful because it also ensures that no new dirt gets stuck. No new dirt gets stuck. So something to help that on a very practical level would be what I call the filter question. And the filter question is, what am I looking through? What am I looking through? Because if you're thinking about the projector, you are looking through something. You're always, your mind is always putting up something. So what is it? And then you have to assume that it's, it's never going to be 100% true because the other element of a projector is that, it, you know, you're making up things. It's makeup land, even though you believe it. So at least if you say, what am I looking through? And then can I be 100% sure that this is absolutely true? The answer is probably going to be no. And then you at least can look at it and say, well, hang on, now, where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? I find myself that actually when you, you know, there's... I think there's times when actually sometimes people look at somebody like me or even they just have certain expectations around, oh, you, you know, you, you probably never make a mistake or always in control. Of it. No, that's not true. I, I will often make many mistakes. But I guess what's helpful to me now at the age that I'm at and maybe the experience that I have is that I will stop and go, hang on now. I know my ego is telling me that I'm right. I know that I don't want to look at the possibility here that maybe I was wrong there. But actually, that's the magic. If you can kind of allow yourself to step into the space of, okay, let me just look at this. What am I looking through? What was I playing in my mind? I know my mind's trying to convince me that it's true, but I know that it's not. I know I'm projecting here. So what am I looking through? And then creating some space for your own kind of inner intelligence, your own deeper inner wisdom to at least perhaps communicate something different. And I think you're on the right track when you get a certain type of feeling, a good feeling. Um, and also when you're looking at the people around you in terms of perhaps the consequence of the behavior coming from your projector, that if people are winning in general, or if it's for the good of people's well-being, you're more than likely on the right track. So in conclusion, it's very important, obviously, to dream, and you have to dream. That's what I think we're here for. But clean the lens. Clean the lens regularly. I hope some of this makes sense. Oh, sorry, before you go, I will say this. If you could leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, I would be very, very grateful. It does help a lot in terms of people finding the podcast. So if you like it, please do leave a review. I'd be very grateful. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.